You are listening to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 71, sponsored by GeekArmor.com. Oh, that's right, Josh is back. <laughs> Yay. We just want to emote to it. Episode 71, and I'm so excited to be back here. I'm Josh, I'm here with Ron. Hey! And Connor. Hola! See how happy they are to have me too. Hola! Hola. <laughs> <laughs> Fanboy.com is where we like comic books and we write about them. Every week, one of us will read, we'll all read all our books, but one of us will pick the best one. Uno! <laughs> This episode of iFanboy.com is brought to you by GeekArmor.com. Is that Japanese or Spanish? It's a Japanese it's, dude in Mexico. It's, 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 it's George Takai. Like, <laughs> in Mexico. You should please come to Taco Bell. It's like the joke where you put in bed on something, you just put in Mexico. <laughs> so we all read a bunch of comic books each week, and then one of us has the task of picking the best one that they read that week, and they put a review of it up on the site, and then we come here, and we chat about it. Here. And uh, boy, it was a huge, big old week. It was a fat book, comic book week. Fat, fat, fat book. Fat, I don't fat. know why I said that. It was all four ninety nine, five ninety nine. Yeah, they were. They're all I spent another fifty bucks. It's, um, this is killing me. You know this what's is funny is this is the point, by the way, on the show where we usually warn you about spoilers. Yeah. But if you don't know what happened this week, you're deaf, <laughs> dumb, and blind. <laughs> Wait, where where what were you this week? Something happened this week. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, um, all right. So before we get into actual book, how many? What was our Wednesdays like? Okay, Connor walked into the office. Yeah, I okay. walked in. I sat down. Uh, within two minutes, there's a guy in the office who who sort of reads comics. Sort of. Like, every now and then he buys a comic mm-hmm. and reads it. He walks in and goes, so, uh, they killed Captain America. And I went, oh. And I put my head down. Because I didn't know. And this is like around 10 a.m. This, so? this was This is, this is 9.30. 9.30. And I came in five minutes later and did the exact same thing to me. Nice. And I was like... <laughs> Ironically, what happened was is that around two o'clock in the afternoon, like two or three, Connor IM'd me, assuming I knew, and it was something like, oh, did you see the conversation about the cap thing? And I just went, oh, yeah, yeah. And I went, what cap thing? And I went to our site and I was like, oh, crap! <laughs> so unbeknownst to Connor, he completely ruined it for me. I was completely media disconnected. Yeah. And then it got ruined for I don't me, think so. I would have made it. No, we wouldn't no, have made it. No, because no, literally, literally 10 minutes after that happened, I walked out of my office and like four people inundated me. They're like, oh, did you see what happened? What, what do you think? How did that? I, and I had to explain Civil War. I had to explain everything that was happening. And it was, it was on page two of my newspaper, which I, for some reason I did not buy that morning, which is weird. Yeah. But like, I bought it later, opened it up, and there it was. Kept like the page. Yeah. yeah. Big. And, and, and like there was a news crew at the comic store. Like, yeah, oh, Reuters was there. Way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Horrible. So anyway, Cat- Connor had the pick this week. Anyone want to guess what it so was? So did you feel pressure to pick Captain America number 25? Uh, or did you feel like you had to? No. No, because if anyone knows, I, I, you know, you, when Civil War came out, I didn't pick it. You know, there's, there's, there's events. You buck convention. I don't care if it's the best, the, the most important, talked about thing of the week. If it's not the best book, I'm not going to pick it. Um, Captain yeah, America, Robin 159 from three weeks ago. Captain America 25 had the distinction of being not only the big immediate event, but it was also... A fantastic comic book. It really was. So, so while there Agreed. may have been other books that would have been in the running other weeks, yeah. would have made me really think hard. Captain America was so good that 
nothing else was even considered. At hey, can point. I borrow one of your books while we talk about it? I sold mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. And what's funny is uh, we were talking about how many books we were going to buy, and I was joking to joking to one of you about how screw it, I'm just going to pick the first book I read and, and <laughs> not that. care. Yeah, Cap was the first book I read, and that just the way it worked out. But uh, <laughs> so Captain America 25 is, is as you know, Cap was killed. Yeah, um, he was shot. In the aftermath of Civil War? In the, in the aftermath of Civil War, he was gunned down on the way to the courthouse by brainwashed Sharon Carter um, and Crossbones also. Which literally, when that last page happened, when I, tra- I went, oh, damn! I was yeah. like, I, I didn't see that coming I at gotta all. I got to tell you, I really wish that. If this hadn't been spoiled for me, yeah. Yeah, can, you I I, can you imagine turning that page and being like, oh, man. Well, but the thing is, is that what I thought was great is that I, everybody's been compl- and we'll talk about this later on in the voicemails and emails. But everybody's been complaining about the spoiling, and I mean, that's not as big of a deal. I'm more interested to in see how it happens. Right, right, and right. the Sharon twist at the end was the thing that I didn't know. You no, know, you didn't yeah. know, and yeah. that wasn't spoiled. Yeah, so. exactly. Actually, so. it was spoiled. Was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Somebody on our website posted that. Oh, jerks. Um, God, I hate our website. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, so this, this was apparently, from what we've, we've all been finding out since then, is this has been the culmination of Brubaker's entire run. Really? Because he's been playing this from the beginning. Wow. Um, and it's the reason why he brought Bucky back, which assumes, I guess assumes he's going to be the new Cap, um, if, if, if that's what that means. Um, I like Connor's other theory better. Which is? That the new Oh, Cap the new Cap's going to be a guy with jet black hair named Roger Stevenson. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll, he'll have a mustache. <laughs> they'll be like, Steve, no, no. Roger. <laughs> yeah. uh, go- maybe even a goatee. On, on a <laughs> like a big bushy mustache <laughs> and glasses. <laughs> oh, that's great. What are you talking about? Steve Rogers is dead. That's crazy talk. <laughs> oh, when man. I can't wait to go back and listen to my Irving Berlin CDs. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Guns and Roses. <laughs> So this um, this was a very emotional. I mean, this this base this was written. Uh, talk about the genius of Ed Brubaker. It was written so you would not be unsatisfied if you've been reading all along. But also, if you're just coming into this book, I don't read. I mean, I read the trades of Captain America, but I don't normally read it. Right. So, yeah. It's mm-hmm. written so uh, in a way that you can you can be totally new to the book, mm-hmm. like the hordes of people at the comic stores this week. Yeah. And, and I think you can enjoy it. I mean, I, I don't know. I, don't, I read it every week, so I don't know. But I mean, it's it's a fl- it's flashback, but it's also. It, it propels, propels the story forward without getting bogged down in the flashbacks. Yep. Uh, it gives you a good sense of who Falcon is. It gives you a good sense of who Bucky is. It gives you a good sense of Sharon Carter. It gives you a good sense of Cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is masterful. If this had been done by anybody else, I would have been probably really more annoyed than I was. I was really in denial. These guys can tell you um, Wednesday. You were you were distraught. I, think even, I don't even... In, in, in the pick of the, pick of the Week review, I didn't even write that. He, I don't think he was dead. No, yeah. I think he's dead. But, but, but Wednesday night, I didn't you think didn't he was really it, dead. Yeah. And you didn't now. believe Sharon Carter did it either. I didn't... I, because if you look at the page where the shooting happens, she's far back. Yeah. Then I realized it's probably just a jump in motion between panels. Right. But I thought she was too See, far back. See, there's juxtaposition in between time passes. Yeah, and I understand. <laughs> um, I, thought, I thought Red Skull was screwing with her to make her think she did it. Yeah. And when she actually didn't, but I guess she did. Uh... And um, now, then I was angry yesterday, and now I'm just kind of resigned. <laughs> You've gone through all the stages yeah. of. I've gone through the accelerated stages of grief. Yeah, but he, he's yeah. not. Steve Rogers isn't gone. There's no way. He, I, they're doing an autopsy in the next issue. No, 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 no. 
but think about it. Like for a while, Red Skull was walking around in the Steve Rogers clone body. True. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not like the, like his his main enemy has the cosmic cube. So yeah. No, I mean there there are a multitude of ways this is going to be undone, and it will be undone. It's just a matter of when. When and But how. I think it's going to be a while, which really no, makes me good. sad. No, yeah. I no, I mean, I mean, what I'm saying is it's I'm good gonna, and bad. It's good and bad because I, I mean I I only read the Captain America. Uh, Brubaker stuff, you know, Recently. in the last couple of months, and I and like when I say Ed Brubaker, Brubaker made me fall in love with that character, he yeah. really did, and that, yeah. that you know that doesn't happen a whole lot with these guys. Him and, and even having him in uh, Bendis' New Avengers, like those two places where I was like, wow, I really this this has been the past like I think like the feel like the past two year two three years has been like a Captain America resurgence. Oh yeah, totally. And it's well, just totally bittersweet now because he's dead. Well, this yeah. story was yeah. bigger than the Spider Man unmasking story. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which, totally. Which I wouldn't have thought. To be honest, and comparatively, I know Connor and I talked about this a lot at um, at. Um, in San Francisco at WonderCon about ni- about the possible Nightwing do- death in Infinite Crisis, mm-hmm. um, but they, they talked about that because a lot. they talked about that a lot about how they, um, they had planned they, to kill him they, and, and then they wussed out. And I was saying to Connor, I'm like, you know, I'm like that probably would have been a good story. Like if that's where they were going, like that probably would have been really good. Can you imagine Marvel, my reaction to that? As a, like my Captain America reaction times four, fourteen hundred. Right. Yeah. yeah true. <laughs> well, but but when, Marvel, but Marvel did it. Like Marvel, yeah. Mar- I feel like Marvel takes the riskier choice. Well, well DC killed yeah. Superman. I mean, let's true, be yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and, I mean, and they killed the Flash. And I mean, they, they made him blue and red. Yeah. And then they brought so him. So let's yeah. let's you yeah. know. It's just um, this is going to lead to some great stories. I have no yep. doubt. Um, I, I'm in for the long haul as long as Brew Baker's running this death story. I think I'm going to start buying it now. My problem, you should. Yeah. And my problem is, uh, for me, you know, I've, I, everyone knows I'm all, most of the DC guy. Captain America's always been my Marvel touchstone. Mm-hmm. You know, he's my, yeah, my he's always my always my on favorite. On Wednesday, Marvel you were done with Marvel. Yeah. Like at a certain point on Wednesday, it's like, I don't think I'm buying any more of these. <laughs> uh, you know, he's been always always been my favorite Marvel character. Now it's like I feel like there's a missing hole in the Marvel yeah. universe. It's tough. It's a hard. It's a hard yeah. road. Um, real quickly, I mean, we talk about Brubaker, but I, as a as a person coming in late to the game, uh, Steve Epting's art was just unbelievable. I was blown away. Connor I mean, and I were, were. He'd mentioned to me that like Steve Epting came out and when he got, came along originally in the nineties. Yeah. He, he started doing Avengers. I thought it was the most boring art I've ever yeah. seen, and um, it could still be. I think he 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 benefits greatly from the color and the new color. Yes, yes. He's one of those artists where the new, you know, the new digital coloring really yeah. really enhances his art. There, there's a subtlety to his. He's art. He's also growing. Right? He's gotten a better yeah. a better artist. I think he's evolved the style. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But there, there's a subtlety to this art that really impressed me, and that, yeah. that there's it's just absolute chaos and totally stuff going on. But you felt it, and, and yep. you didn't feel it in the words. You felt it in the pictures. It which feels is, to you know, me he's taking he's I don't know if he's taking a little bit from the Michael Lark style. Like I feel like he's been influenced by that a little bit. Maybe just developed at the same time or whatever. It, it very much reminds me of that, which I've been familiar with longer. One of the things that I always thought was interesting about this book since Brubaker took over is that you would think in a Marvel book that's Captain America, the coloring would be more... Primary. Vibrant. Yeah. Yeah. It's and very co- dark and shadowy. It's very yeah. subdued, and it has been the whole time, which is really... Uh, it's a it's an ironic choice to go with. Yeah. Well, well I, honestly, I think it makes the flashbacks that much easier to, to because the flashbacks are, are dark and black grim. and white. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they really look like World War Two kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, kind well, of I think thing. I think one of the things we, when we talked to Ed Brubaker about this was he he wanted to take Caps back to a real place. I mean, yeah. he's a real he's a soldier out there fighting mm-hmm. his his battle, and it's not a primary color type of thing. It's yeah. a, he gets his hands dirty. He you know he he's he kills. I mean, he doesn't anymore, but he didn't at one point in time. But yeah. Um. So it's just. I mean, that's just that's. I find this more appropriate to Cap than the primary color way he used to be written. Right, he's 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 very much of a secret agent in this more than a superhero. In in red, white, and blue. Right, <laughs> as secret as you can be running around a chainmail. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, and I, I mean, I just this was this was great. I have to. I mean, it's tough. It's it's an easy pick for it to be the pick of the week, but as a landmark well, it moment, it. but it earned it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it, was, it I mean, wasn't cheap. It was not. A, it was anticlimactic. I mean, yeah. and if was, you can find a copy because you didn't pick it up, well, good well, for just, you. Well, look next week. Don't don't buy it on eBay. There's yeah. going to be reprints out there. Everyone's no, ne- they're going to be back next week. I mean, there's there's yeah. there's, there's more orders more first next prints next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They did a huge print run. So so the. This the next book we're going to talk about, Mighty Avengers number one, could have easily been pick of the week. Yeah, it, yeah. I think really? I love this book. I I, I loved it, which too. is amazing because I hate all the characters in it. <laughs> Coming out of Civil yeah. War, it's it's funny because actually um, a friend of mine uh, read it uh, a couple of weeks before it came out and emailed me and said, "You're really going to like this." And, I, and whenever somebody says that, you know, because somebody around like, "Yeah, let me read it first, Blah blah blah. And, and it it I I loved it. This I is loved this, it. this is the kind of book that reminds you that. That Bendis is is fucking good. Well, he he pushed it. He pu- I remember and I remember months and months and months on one of the Word Balloon podcasts where he's saying where they were talking about inner dialogue and all that kind of thing. And he's like, I'm working on something. It's not gonna be out for a while, but when it comes out, you'll, you know. And I, and this must have been it. And I just I love to see the thought balloons back. Well, that's, I was going to ask great. you guys, what do you guys think? Because thought balloons have pretty much been phased out of comics for years now, and he's he he's on a mission to bring them back. Loved it. Um, I thought he used them really well. Loved it. Loved it. Totally loved it. Josh, a little distracting, but I got used to it. Just because I'm not used to them being right, there anymore. Yeah, yeah. My thing, the reason I like them, or at least his use of them, is is like, for instance, there's a scene here where, where the wasp is flying around and she's thinking to herself. Mm-hmm. In the past, that would have been either a dialogue balloon, yep. which to me I always thought was ridiculous because you don't usually think and talk to yourself while you're doing stuff, mm-hmm. um, or it would have been a caption box. I just think they really were just replacing for the caption box. Well, because the other thing that's happening is that people are writing with multiple caption boxes. Per and it's getting confusing. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, what, what I liked about what I liked about the use of it was it was truly inner dialogue. And like you know how you're having a conversation or you're doing stuff with people, and you've got at least I do. I've got a running commentary going on in my head, like in meetings at work and stuff like that. And this was all reactionary. You know, like like in the fight, like in the scene where Wasp was. I think that you're talking about when Wasp was talking to herself, and and Ares helps her out. And she's like, you know, thanks, you know. And her thought is like, whoever you are, you know, right. like it's just like, you know, and it, like, and I thought that was really, I mean, it, it felt really. Once you got used to it, admittedly, it was a little jarring in the first couple of pages, and even like the t- the conversations between Carol and Tony, mm-hmm. where you see like they're having the conversation, but you see what they're thinking as they're doing mm-hmm. it. I just thought it was great. I thought it just it was, it was it was awesome. I, so. I think at one point it got. I think for me, it felt a little quippy. Like some of them were kind of cheaper jokes. And yeah. as he was trying to like sh- Carol standing between Ares and Iron Man, she's like, "Men, geez," and like a lot of them were sort of lower level jokes for him. Yeah, and that's the only I thought they. I mean, were you don't think that people think that stuff? No, I mean, they that's, do. That's... I just I just think that one of the you can take writing and you can do really obvious things or, and beat it over your head. You cannot, and you know, part of it is I'm just not used to seeing it. But I, I think I think also part of it has to do with the tone of the book too. Yeah, uh, no, I, I like true. the fact that it showed that Tony was constantly multitasking because he'd be doing yep. he'd have one conversation and he'd be thinking about something else completely different at the same time. Yeah. Let me ask you, what's Robert Evans doing on the on the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's all Cho apparently. Apparently, Bendis isn't against is, is against that. Is against his old suit. Yeah, is against the the trench coat Wonder Man. And the that originally has to be in the Avengers. I, uh, um, <laughs> what do we What do we think of Cho's art? I love Cho's art. It was I, mean, a, I always have loved. It was Cho's great. Art. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna, it's going to be really disappointing when Angel Medina does the fill-in arcs. Yeah, I yeah. don't. That's going to be awful. But um, I really he's did the, like the he's art. the McFarlane-ish guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I really well, but but then again, I, I'll believe when I like when it comes out, I'll check it out. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, um, unless it completely changes the style. I really didn't like the Iron Man colored helicarrier. I was like, oh, yeah, that was, like, was like, yeah, oh, a little transformery. It's yeah. the big Heinz ketchup mobile. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the fact that they brought 
back. The, basically, Moment? at the end, Ultron po- pops out. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought you were about the Moment. new female naked Ultron. Yeah. Um, but they did. They did. They did re- reference because it worked with Ultimate Vision. So yeah, why not exactly. do it here? Uh, back in Avengers: Deconstructed, they they made some throwaway line about how they never really knew if they beat Ultron, he could be living in Tony Stark's armor. Yep. We never know, and apparently he has. Yep. And like that's a that's a line back from like three years ago. Mm-hmm. There you go. So the question is, what happened to Tony? That is Tony. He just Ultron was tagging along in the, in the armor. Right, but now has Tony has boobs? No, it's not Tony, is it? No, that's Ultron. Yeah, but right. what happened what to happened Tony's body? Is Tony in the armor at that point, or is he not in the armor at that point? Like, what happened to Tony's physical body? Hopefully he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I love Mole Man, and I really like Ares. I haven't read, I didn't I read, I, Ares I, I didn't read anything, but I thought the, the whole scene of recruiting Ares was hysterical. Yeah. It was like, you know, I make, you know, I make $10 an hour here. It's $44 <laughs> or an hour. $44 an hour. What's funny is that like, Iron Man kind of like, ooh. Like, on, that's like, nothing for him. I know. Well, that's uh, yeah. Warbird's like really. Yeah. Uh, so what are the Avengers? Marvel. Don't make much, really. <laughs> I mean, they're comfortable, but they're not. They're not construction workers. I guess not. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how Mighty Avengers compares to um, to uh, the new New Avengers. Yes. The the underground Avengers. I'm really and to see what that. team we like better. You know, like I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in that. Well, they're both so. Bendis books, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Civil War: The Initiative uh, was the casualty of my cap anger. Yeah, I was gonna buy it, and, and then I, I was so angry about Cap being dead. I said, "Screw this! Screw yeah. all of you! I'm out. I didn't buy it." So you guys tell me if I made a mistake or not. Well, I, I believe we have opposing viewpoints on this. Yeah, point counterpoint. I I enjoyed it. I I I didn't. Now, admittedly, because I I buy with reckless abandon, I didn't notice the price tag. <laughs> so the fact that it was four ninety nine slipped my attention. Does um, that change your feeling on the book? Not so much. I mean, you got a Bendis, you got a Bendis script with a, with an Ellis scene in the middle, and I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I, really I horrible mid '90s Sylvester art. I didn't mind it. Honestly, I didn't mind it. It didn't, it didn't get me. Poop on a stick. Yeah. Well, I, I. <clears throat> it had the great gargoyle. I picked this up because <laughs> I saw Bendis and Ellis on the front. I thought, all right, you know, it'll be fine. It's a one shot. It says right there on the cover, one shot. I didn't look at the thing either. I didn't look at the price either. I saw it later. First of all, the cover, uh, Cap Shield doesn't have bullet holes in it. It's the whole point of Cap Shield. Right, but um, <clears throat> but like the thing that that sort of got me is that I, this felt like it was like I was buying a preview issue of stuff. It was a preview for well, there were previews at the end. You know what? It, yeah. No, but the the initial wasn't story half is, the issue was preview, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that's part of it, which is what they got me with on Ultimate Spider-Man 100, which pissed me off. Yeah, and and it'd be one thing if I didn't have to pay for it, but apparently I did have to pay for it, which I didn't like. It was reprints of stuff that was already going to be in other books. So or books reprints. you already bought that week, right? There's exactly. Captain America's America in there. Is. Mighty Avengers is in here. I I bought is it a these preview books. Preview if it's coming at the same exact time. I don't that's know. That's annoying. Um, but basically, it was a setup for the Omega flight uh, stuff that's coming up. It was a lot of setup. It was set up for a megaphone. And then I really, I thought the Thunderbolt story was what was the, there was no point. It was just like here's the Thunderbolts capturing a random hero, yep. and that that I don't care. I don't need to see that. That's not why I was reading that. The Ms. Marvel Spider Woman story was the part was good though, and that's yeah. a setup. And that's a were, setup for the Spider Woman, right? Stuff, and so yeah. the little couple of Bendis things that did stuff were were interesting to me, but like. It wasn't worth the whole thing for whatever reason. Let's I think it, I feel cheated on the whole thing. And, and besides that, I hate this art. I, yeah, art I can't terrible. stand yeah. this. Yeah, and yeah. I opened it up at the very beginning and you see Mark Silvestri pencils. And then under that is a section, Top Cow Productions Art and Letters. So the whole thing is produced like a Top Cow book, which is not a style I like in my books. Yeah. Like the, Look at background artists. It's two different guys. Inks. There's three different guys. Like, come on. We should do a book. Do the yeah. book. We should address the, um, the thing that's causing a lot of confusion amongst people, which is the 
Spider Woman, uh, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel, this conversation about Cap not really being dead. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are taking that to, be- to believe that Cap's not dead. In fact, what they're saying is that that's part of the story. She's lying to other heroes so to try to put, bring her in, yeah, bring so Spider Woman in. Yeah, so that's is that a, it? and yeah. it's really that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, and oh. that's what Bendis has said too. Yeah, yeah. so it's gonna it's it's it's, a, it's something that's gonna come to fruition later on. The lying about Cap not being dead. Yeah, so it's not a mistake. It's not, or it could be a mistake they're just covering, but it's not. It's not evidence that Cap really isn't dead, and that's Miss Marvel's ass, and that's awful. Um, There's a there's a nipple shot in here that's just ridiculous. um, You know, it had Greg Gargoyle. Yeah, which is good. My book. You're like one of those people who send us the angry emails about our movie reviews, saying they had a fastball special, so you should like the movie. No, no, I would just have to say I would just have to see Greg Gargoyle. I haven't seen him in a while. It's the same. That's the same. Same mentality. But um, yeah, hand up page where it says that. But that's all in a day's work for the Thunderbolts. You know, Warren Ellis was laughing his ass off that they paid him to do this, (laughs) as opposed to Bendis. You give Warren Ellis far too much credit. What do you mean? Like that he, th- he ah, thought that was they're good. paying me to do this. Yeah, I totally think he's doing that, especially on this one. Not so much yeah. in the main book, yeah. but I think that this was. His I just think that's a bold statement to think somebody. I mean, this is professionally right. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't know. He's like doing things to stick it to Marvel. I mean, they're paying. They're paying. I don't his, think it's the. I don't think it's Marvel. Yeah. I think well, no, that yeah. he's. On, I think it's yeah. like the, the the Marvel's paying for this, and the fans like this. Yeah. And he's not really. Yeah. At least not this. Like the main book's different. That this was just a, a throwaway. Like I didn't know what the point was. It feels to me like it was like here to make me buy Thunderbolts. I'm already buying it. I didn't right. need you to do that. Yeah. No. I mean, I. Yeah. I'm so far not interested in the initiative. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to buy it now. I was going to, and now I'm not. Oh well, th- I don't think this is re- the representative. No, no, it's not. But yeah, I don't because it's. I, I, I mean, the slots writing that, and and it, I don't even know who's on art on it. But I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, but I saw this big yeah. checklist. Yeah, of stuff that was initiative, and I was like, mm. you mean initiative as an event? Cause yeah, it, yeah. As an, okay, I was like, sorry, oh, I don't yeah. want to yeah. do this. Yeah. I thought we were done. With I'm this. done. With, I'm done with Marvel events for now. No more. No Hulk. No initiative. Yeah. Nothing. We'll I'm see. In well, in March, there's the initiative. Black Panther. No. Captain America. Yes. Battle damage report. No. The confession. No. Fantastic Four. No. Confession Iron, is, is Iron supposed Man, to be no. Bendis' wrap-up story for the Oh, Civil the epilogue? War. Oh, maybe I will get that. So. No, but of these, I'm only getting like three books. You know? Yeah, I just yeah. forget it. I'm not doing that. So. Yeah. I'm going to do Omega Flight. Mm, I don't care. I might yeah. give the first one a shot because I like Oming. Yeah. Um, but, I've not yeah. traditionally liked Oming's art or, or writing very much. I like his yeah. art very much. What, what have you read that you didn't like that he wrote? Uh, what's the Thor one he did? Ares? No, he did oh, a the Hammer, about Hammer, Hammer of the Gods. Yeah, I've read yeah. that. I didn't really yeah. love um, the Cross Bronx very much. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It just it wasn't my style for whatever reason. So I'm not saying it's bad. Um, yeah. So there's another book uh, that I almost could have picked to pick the week, and that was Ultimate Spider-Man 106. It's like every other issue. I know. Anyway, it's like every well, I'm not every other issue coming out of the issue. Clone Saga. Now it's it's back on track. Um, Marvel, Marvel, and Marvel. I love how I love how Bendis remembered that he has a job. Yeah, the, Peter the Parker has a job at the yeah. Bugle, yeah, which is great. I thought that there was just, there was just great banter and dialogue in this issue. Um, I love the twist of bringing Kitty Pride into the school. Very mm-hmm. good, yeah, very, very good. Um, I loved the note conversation, the, the conversation back and forth that they had with the, on the paper. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I used to do that in school. So did I. I still do that at work. <laughs> um, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones was funny. Yeah. Um, he, he wrote Jessica Jones and Daredevil in the same issue. Yeah. Uh, you know he's like giggling. You can hear him. I really like the scene where uh, they had the fake. They had Shang Chi. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I mean the kingpin trying to infiltrate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. like like the kingpin is it's not, is falling, not for falling for it for a yeah. second. Yeah. No, this is this is. I mean, this I'm is excited fun. for this arc. This arc. It's this just di- such good classic comic booking, yeah, man. This it is really like is. this is Bendis's like love letter to to Spider Man yeah. comics. Really, like, yeah. man, it's just it's just so solid. So yeah. good for yeah. so long. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost unreal. 
<laughs> how, how good it, how long it's been. So you've completely washed away uh, the fact that you hated the clones. Yeah, no, it's over. It's over. It's done. Move on. <laughs> behind that's, me. You got no, that's me. nice. You're not you're not holding the grudge or anything. No, no, no. Because no. I knew what he's capable of. It's just a hiccup. Yeah. And this is Bagley's last arc. Yes. It is. Yeah. Apparently, in one eleven or one twelve, one eleven, they something. actually switch off in the book. Yeah. Both of oh, them. Are they? Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that is handled. So. Uh, Criminal, I keep saying this, Criminal Number 5 was also a possible pick of the week. This was also, you know, this was a nice, great book. Yeah. Uh, and it's a Brubaker book, so he had quite a week. He did, yeah, it was a big Brubaker I week. feel bad for him having Criminal come out this Same week. Same week. So, yeah. I saw somebody commented on his MySpace page, like, you know, I'm going to say the one thing nobody's saying else this week. Criminal Number 5 was awesome, you know? Yep. Like, yeah, you know, but it's possible he did it on purpose, so that people would say like it, and then they could say, well, what else can I read, and then it goes. Yeah, maybe, this. yeah, possibly. Um, so this wraps up the, the, the first story arc of the criminal. Violent ending. Very violent ended. It really ended the only way it could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody basically dying. Yeah. So very Shakespearean. Yeah. But um, um, but it was good. Yeah. I, I was going to say Tar- Tarantino win, but I guess that's more correct. <laughs> it's, it's, Where do you get that? <laughs> it's really you know it's it's the commentary on the lifestyles that there's really no way to go from that but to right to um, death. So what I didn't realize now is that. Uh, Goatee guy is not the main character. No, it's going to be rotating stories. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like yeah, that a yeah. lot. It's like I an anthology. Almost. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah. I can deal with that. Yeah, the idea isn't about the goatee guy. It's about criminals. Okay, that's so. kind of cool. Yeah. And if you read in the back, um, the next arc, it's not completely unrelated. The next arc is about a guy who's referenced in this story. That I like. If they're yeah. linked like that, that's mm-hmm. cool. That's continuity. Unfortunately, uh, the problem is with both this issue and the next issue of Captain America, they'll both be out in May. Right. Right. That's true. Which is really like really just no long enough to forget. <laughs> yeah, you know. There's no yeah. reason why Captain America should be t- delayed by two months. Especially now, there's all those people coming well, into the store. Yeah, who are going to want? That's a it. big miss. Yeah, that's a very big miss. I don't know why they're doing that. Yeah, I, I, there's probably a reason somewhere. I just don't want to. If you like crime care. books, if you like non-superhero stuff, if you like to have your spread your wings a little bit, get, there's no reason why you shouldn't buy criminal. I mean, this. I imagine they're they're stupid if they don't scramble and get this first arc in a trade out very quickly. Yeah. And if they do, pick it up if you haven't read it, because honestly, if you if you're looking for something other than superhero kind of stuff, this. And, is if, sh- and if you like if you like this, yeah. you go get go get sleeper. Yeah. Right. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Sean Phillips is a greatness. Yeah. So very very good. So, um, and you know, let's not let's not forget DC. Who who who's you know they they're doing well. It's just yeah. a big week for Marvel. This is a Marvel week. week. Well, this is yeah. This is well, we we talk about the ebb and flow. And uh-huh. the last you know. four or five weeks, we did a lot of DC stuff. Yeah. So, um, but Justice League of America number six did come out, and um, I believe this is the was this the wrap up. This the is the wrap up for the first arc. Yep. Uh, so, how are you feeling, Connor? Are you okay? If I know had, it's been a rough week for you with the Captain America thing, and I know Justice League is a sore spot. If this hadn't been the last issue, I would have dropped this book. Really? This was this was one of the worst comics I've read in a while. Oh, wow. I could barely make it through. It took me two tries to finish this comic. It was a little confusing. I couldn't even tell you what the first arc was about. <laughs> I think it had to do with Red Tornado. Just in general. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't know what the plot of the first arc was. Uh, Vixen just came out of nowhere. Everything came out of nowhere. This, yeah. I, this is this is one of the this is one of the most uh, frustrating it, comics. That's it doesn't out feel a long unified time. yet. Nope. It doesn't feel. It still feels all over the place. So. There's no cohesiveness in this book whatsoever. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and stay on message here. I didn't, I didn't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> All through this, every issue, you guys, you know. So, I, so Meltzer's a big writer, right? Meltzer's a big, you know, he's New a... New York Times bestselling author. Yeah. How do you feel about the line, hey, face, meet Mace, when Hawkgirl <laughs> smacked a Mace in the face? I think he's got a lot of love for Silver Age comics, and yeah. he's writing 
sort of in that style and sort of in uh, a modern style, and the two things come together. I have to say, while I agreed with Connor about this issue, about it kind of being all the place, I did agree with Josh that generally I'm still buying it. I kind of really like Red Tornado, and I... Yeah, you know, well, you don't yeah. have to worry about him anymore. Well, you're happy then, because right, yeah, he's exactly. all over the book. It was brutal when he got his arm ripped off. Yeah, that was. That was yeah. Solomon Grundy, yeah. Um, so I'll give the next arc a shot, but I'm really at the point of dropping this book. That's amazing. Um, if you drop this book, I don't, I don't know what I'll do. I really dug in this. One I of the things I really, I really liked about this was when they were talking about how the Justice League took down uh, the bad guys, basically. Yeah. And it was like describing... Uh, you know, like they don't have to talk to each other. Here yeah, goes the, this, and then this happens, and then this. Yep. You know, and Batman's the only one left standing, and you know, I I totally had fun with it, and I don't I, I don't know where Vixen came from. I know she's been flying around for about six issues oh. and stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I have like a sort of affinity for her from the from the Animal Man stuff that I read sort of recently. Okay, I want you then to explain to me what happened in the first six issues. Okay, Solomon Grundy. Didn't want to die. Didn't want no, 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 no. I want him to do it. Okay, fine. Didn't want to. I don't think he knows any more than I do. <laughs> no, not so much. Uh, I don't want you to collaborate. I want. I want one person to tell me what happened in this issue. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Solomon Grundy didn't want to die, so he got the mad scientist dude to help him build a body that would absorb Amazo. No, Red Tornado into an Amazo. Yeah, it was Red Tornado's it. robot body. Yeah. What happened was they, turned, they, they fooled Red Tornado into going into a human body to abandon his robot body. Right. And then they merged the Red Tornado robot bodies into an, into an Amazo body. I thought, and I thought Amazo a, took over that body yeah, as sort so, of a third party that they didn't expect. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. But actually, I don't, Solomon Grundy was supposed to go into the body, I think. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, Solomon ding. Grundy was supposed to go into the body so he yeah. could die. Right. Because he yeah. wanted to die. Or he didn't want to die? He didn't want to. Because every time he dies, he has a new personality. He didn't want to oh. go through that again. Okay, you two guys are seasoned, seasoned comic book readers and it took two of you to collaborate into figuring out this story. We didn't, we're not even sure we did it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, how point. about Hal Jordan with a giant pair of green sisters? <laughs> that was good. Good, use, good classic use of the, uh, the green, arrow, green Lantern powers. Yeah. So This is a mess. This book is a freaking mess. I don't yeah. mind it though. I like it. It's so. fun enough. Yep. Anyway, so uh, it would be fun if, if it was fun. It's not fun. It's work to to read this. Book. Just st- stay with it, please. Like I said, I don't want to live in a world where you don't read the Justice League. I know it's a weird. Like, it's world. like it's like me giving up on candy. You should. Have but what if you either. needed a t-shirt? Why don't you shut up? What if you're a geek who needed a t-shirt? I need a t-shirt. Well, then maybe you should go to geekarmor.com. Okay, let me type, 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 type. <laughs> <laughs> They've got comic book t-shirts and uh, video game t-shirts and sci-fi and movie and all those kind of shirts that say to the world, I like to talk on the internet. I'm a geek. <laughs> <laughs> um, I spend a lot of time on message boards. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Look at you, Fred. <laughs> uh, you can go to geekarmor.com uh, and help support the show because they help support us. Uh, that's uh, geekarmor, the American spelling, A-R-M-O-R.com. Uh, and thanks very much. Cool. So let's move on to our letters. All righty. Uh, first email is coming from Yasmin in Hong Kong. And it was actually a good question. I thought, uh, what makes art good for you? Is it a realistic style, a cartoony kind of thing, clean colors, lots of darkness and shadows, like Jay Lee's stuff? What kind of artists do you like? You know, they named a couple, you know, Greg Land, the Touchstone ones, Greg Land, Frank Quietly, Rob Liefeld, and Jim Lee. What do you, I mean, Ron, what do you think? What? For me, it's, it's, a, it's a reactionary, almost emotional kind of thing. Like, I look at art and go, yes, no. Yeah, you know, and I well, can't, that's what art is. Yeah, right. And, and the thing is, like, I can't tell you what it was about Travis Charest's work in the 90s that I loved mm-hmm. versus, um, I'm trying to think of an artist I hate. 
Who's an artist I hate? You hate. I know I'm full of hate. No, <laughs> you know, you're not about art. You I'm hate very, writers. You yeah, I'm very apolog. I'm very apologist for art. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, you like, are. Yeah, That's yeah. Which true. Is, because I like that they're doing something. I like that they're trying. It's true. But for, but for me, it's very no. But there Even is the art worst art takes a lot of effort. But exactly, yeah. and I can't fucking do it. Yeah, you see me try true. to draw. Yeah. So I mean, That's but um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 very it's for me it's a very reactionary kind of thing. There's a lot of reactionary. I think a lot about storytelling. It's like Darwin Cook is one style. Yeah. Really like. Um, you know uh, who's who's really, I'm, I'm it's about there's an artist I hate who was that I keep talking I'm it's, it's about fit really yeah, I mean like certain what? artists fit with certain writers or certain kinds of stories and it's really good when those things all work together conversely it's really interesting when an artist that you wouldn't think would work on something goes with something and, I'm, and I didn't read this but I think that I think that you mentioned Darwin Cook Darwin Cook with Ed Brubaker on Catwoman doesn't on paper make sense to me, but from what I hear, it worked out great. Yes, and 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 Ron's remembered Bocciolo. Chris Bocciolo. Don't like anything he's ever done. Can't tell. Well, I don't want to say he can't tell a story. Yeah. I'm I, every time I've tried to read his stuff, I'm very confused by his story his storytelling. Yep. He can't. He, it's not clear to me yeah. in the way that say Sean Phillips' art. He's a fantastic storyteller. Right. Or or um, other people. I do find that as older Bagley. I get, the older I get, the more. Um, I get t- more less towards the flash and more towards the simpler storytelling strong suits uh-huh, like Sean right. Phillips and Darwin Cook and Tim Sale. Yeah, I think I think we've grown beyond the splash page. I'm at yeah. the I hate yeah. the splash page. Yeah. And I mean, there's one of those things that that Civil War initiative bug me. There's splash pages, and I right. don't I don't want to see. Oh, I still will enjoy a Jim Lee book. Right, I'll, I love which a Jim is still Lee book. part yeah. of my thing, but. Yeah. Uh, we should. We have to mention that Greg Land is a, is a fucking hack. Yes, we're, we're anti Greg Land. Sorry, I, thought you, were, I not... thought you were more of an apologist. No, 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 no way. Fuck right. him. I dropped. I dropped Tracer. The power. He was a good artist when he back when he was an artist. Not yeah. Tracer. Drew it and now he just when he did Nightwing. Yeah, he actually yeah, drew. Now he just photo. What, what about Frank Quietly? Where do you feel I about Frank him? I like. I like him. If, he has, if yeah. his stuff yeah. ever actually came out, yeah. If can, yeah, my yeah. Problem, the thing is that I try not to tie. Like I love Steve McNiven. Everybody, you know how I feel about yeah. McNiven. I love McNiven, for, and I'm ultimately pissed off for what happened with Civil War. Not it does nothing to do with his art. I'm just pissed off. Like if you, I'm a strong believer in the monthly book, and if you can't do a monthly book, don't sign up for it. Or or deal or, or don't put it out until it's out. Monthly. Or do by monthly or st- stockpile the issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I work I've worked for years in production. You can figure out a way to get the issues in the can before you put them out. It just it's all different kind of things. I think yeah. Jay Lee is one of my favorite artists. Yeah. There is a different style than other yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I tend to lean to a lot is um, I don't want to say cartoony, but it, I mean it's sort of what it is. If you think of guys like um, you remember you remember a book a long time ago that Ed Brubaker did with this guy named Warren Police. No, what was, right. what was it called? A, a Dead Enders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't tell the title. Right, yeah. Uh, I, was like, I, mean, that that, I can't read your mind. Is that or like the way that Eminem's been drawing lately? Yeah. I, I really like that. I think it fits really well. I, well, and it's fu- it's funny how some artists evolve and change. Like for example, I beca- I'm a huge Ron Garney fan solely because of his Captain America work in the mm-hmm. late '90s and the run on Silver Surfer, which to me is like I'm like frantically looking to buy yeah. original art from that run and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I'm not so jazzed about what he's been doing on Spider-Man. His, he's one of those yeah. artists whose style change has been negative. Yeah, exactly. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Well, we've also talked about how sometimes the more modern production techniques can work. It's not about that. It's not that. It's not that. Something he did on Silver Surfer. I don't know if it was the inking or whatever, but it was tight line. Inking, it was tight lines and stuff like that. And it was very. I mean, it's if you look, I could show you the two pages. You can see what you know. What I used to hate, but I really like now is is John Romita Jr. Oh, I always loved it. I used to, I used yeah. to look at it and be like, "This does, this is." And now, I, there's something about it that I love. Yeah. So um, I, re- I read somewhere somebody said that 
Ron Garney never recovered recovered from Captain America being cancelled. I believe that. Because that's yeah. really where the art changed. Yeah, that's true. Sure. Yeah, so. um, next, we're going to move on. And uh, Chris had a question, uh, which I believe another letter might answer. We'll get to it. Chris was thinking about, uh, wanted to ask if Nightwing was worth it, uh, if he should read it, where he should start. Uh, he's got the Infinite Crisis hardcover, and he's reading through it and, and really likes it, and he knows that there's 52 next, but where to go from that? So, what, you know, what's a good place to go uh, with Nightwing? They should have killed him. Um, I'm now I'm firmly behind DC. I'm pissed that they didn't kill him. I think it would be awesome. Oddly enough, we got another letter from John in Brooklyn who's got an answer for you. <laughs> I was thinking how terrible Nightwing has been lately, and it makes me sad. Uh, I really enjoy him from The Outsiders, and I thought to pick up a solo book, and always oh, it bad. Uh, if it could only be as good as Robin, the current crap that is Nightwing, and the current gold that is Robin makes me wonder, uh, sort of back to the same area, is there a definitive Nightwing story arc? Uh, is there a trade that we would suggest? And for that, we turn to our resident Dick, Dick Grayson. Uh, our resident uh, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> our uh, resident Dick Grayson expert. You know what's really bad is when Nightwing and Robin come out the same week. Yeah. And you're just like, ugh, you hold one and you just want to toss it in the garbage. They really are redundant. They no, they're not, they're not redundant. They should have killed least. Nightwing. They're not even not in the least they're not. redundant. It's they just don't. one is so badly written and one is so no. good. Uh, no, I don't mean by redundant in story. I mean like in characters. They're not at all redundant. All right, whatever. Um, they're not. Kill him. I say we kill him. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll kill him after we kill Cyclops. Let's see how Fuck you. That. See, exactly. Leave him you know alone. There's, he's redundant. No. <laughs> um, there's Dig a Cable. It's fine. <laughs> there's Havoc. I mean. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Nightwing has not been good since Chuck Dixon left, which is like. When, when was CrossGen? Six or seven years ago? Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about a run of six or seven bad years. Yep. But I, he's but good at back, every other book. But back done. then. Chuck Dixon, oddly enough, uh, he owned the the bad. The bad he universe. owned the bad family. He was great on that stuff. I haven't liked the damn thing he's done since then. No, yeah. um, um, Nightwing Year One was good. I, I bought that in trade. I like. Yeah, that. Well, that's Chuck Dixon too. Yeah. Um, I'm so I'm saying, if you're yeah. looking for big, if, answer the question. I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> if you're looking for good Nightwing stuff, anything. I think it's the first 100 or so issues that, not, that he did of the when he Nightwing first went series. to Bloodhaven and all that. Yep. I remember that was good. He became a cop, didn't he? Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were those which, were good. I was reading yeah. it back then, which yeah. I didn't really like that choice, but it worked out well. So. If you're looking for Good Nightwing, anything Chuck Dixon did first. Yeah. Teen Titans. I don't know how much it's it's collected in trades. Though. I think some of it is in trades, but Outsiders? just avoid anything. He was, I mean, he's okay in the Outsiders. He's he's. What about the old Teen Titans books? Old Teen Titans. Well, if you look for classic stuff, I mean. Well, no, but even like the, even like the late nineties, for... early two thousand, when they got the Titans. Uh, like the other, it's all right. Oddly enough, the Teen Titans stuff that's considered classic was written by Marv Wolfman, who's currently. Well, that's the problem. He, Marv Wolfman currently writes Nightwing, and he writes Nightwing like he. Like he's still like he's he disco like, like he's still in eighty six, you know. Yeah, disco Ouch. nightwing. Nightwing boogie. It's just not. It's just not modern. It doesn't yeah. fit anymore. So. Um, Bring back the high collar. That's what I say. The low neckline. Oh. Chuck Dixon. Kill Nightwing. So, <laughs> Chuck so, Dixon. Nightwing. Yes. Everything else so far. There's not a lot of great Nightwing that we can point you to. No. There's a lot. It's just, he's good it's in just, other things. I think. I mean, like he was. No, no. There's a lot. You just. It's, it's all from the. Those from Dixon. Those Dixon issues were really good. I read it for a few yep. years, and I remember it being really. It was a great cohesive universe because Dixon was writing Nightwing and Robin and Detective Comics. Birds of no. And Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. So he was wow. writing all the Batman books. So he was able to. You like cohesive universes? He was oh, writing yeah. everything. Yeah. So he made it all were, interconnected. It all, it all, all worked together. Greg Land was the artist on those Nightwing books. Some of them. Scott McDaniel did most. Of them. Right, Scott McDaniel. Yeah. It was good stuff back then. Yeah, it was good. Um, next email comes from David, who says this is for Ron, kind of specifically. Uh, writing this on a Tuesday, two days before the OC ends. I know <sighs> that Ron really likes the show, as do I. So I have a few things to ask, comment about. First of all, I want to ask if there are any comic books that have come out in the last twenty years or so that you think are similar. <laughs> to Twenty years. That's a big, big <laughs> similar to the OC. When I have to say this, I don't necessarily mean they have to be set in California and have whiny teenagers like Seth in them. 
But I'm looking for books that capture the real emotional character development and made me fall in love with that show in the first place, if there's anything like that. All right, well, before we answer the question, my God, I can't take a series finale anymore. (laughs) I was a wreck that night. I mean, like, I've lived through Party of Five, 90210, Dawson's Creek, Six Feet Under, all these series finale episodes, the last episodes. Your first period. They kill me. Well, no, that's the first. Imagine my last period. Um, (laughs) I I, I think you missed the joke. I know, I'm kidding. Um... (laughs) They, they just absolutely kill me. They just like I just I was a wreck. I just I, yeah. you know it was just it was miserable. Tissue boxes all over the Not place. Not even that. Cause it's he's like, got oh. a blanket wrapped around his shoulder and he's oh, sobbing. God, I just can't take it. So anyway, it was a good ending. It was great. They ended it. They ended it really really well. Is Seth whiny? No, I don't think Seth is whiny. So let's move on. As far as comics that are similar to the emotional response of the OC. Um, in terms of relationship I mean, like, we're contractually bound to recommend Strangers in Paradise, but not for any other reason, because it's good. I mean, like, it, talk about um, capturing emotions. Strangers completely does it. Um, there was a book, if you want to talk about emotions amongst teens, the art is rough, but it was out in the mid-90s. It's in reprints. A book called Shades of Grey by Jimmy Gownley. He's currently doing a, kid, a kid-based book called Amelia Rules, which I actually just picked up in the New York Con for my right. niece, Amelia. Um, whatever, it's her name. Um, she's four. Move it along. But um, <laughs> hi, Amelia. <laughs> uh, um, so Shades of Grey was about a bunch of kids, and there, and one liked the, one, the other one, and the other one didn't like him. She liked somebody else, and and like I said, the art was kind of early on in his artistic career, so it's a little you know a little rudimentary, but it it got that emotion. It really did it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say recently, um, CB Sabluski's Wonderlost. Um, while it's somewhat autobiographical, it was pretty honest in terms of the emotions, in terms of teen interaction, that sort of thing. I could. The first thing that I thought of was The Waiting Place which by is, Sean McKeever. Which is another great one. Which who's, is who's actually, it was out by Slave Labor. Yeah. Um, there's three volumes of that out. Yep. I don't think it ever finished. Um, uh, I think I think the third one wrapped but up. But Sean McKeever's yeah. now going to be on Countdown. So, yeah. he, you know, that's that's who but he is. The Waiting Place is a very good recommendation. Oh, oh I know another one. Um, <laughs> that book that uh, you guys, I think one he refuses to buy because of the title. Mm-hmm. Stylish Vittles. I oh, no, I bought it. Yeah, I did, did, yeah. yeah, that was good. Stylish Vittles is very That's actually a really good yeah, one. Yeah, we found that at San Diego together. We found yeah. it in Artist Alley. Yep. Yeah, um, or not, or one of the small indie kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I hate the word Vittles. Yeah, it's tough, but he's from the Midwest, so. And then um, <laughs> Blankets, I recently recommended it to a friend, and she she just, I mean, talk about emotional kind of response, so Blankets by, what's his name, Craig Thompson? Or yes. Yep. Craig and um, I want to say P. Craig Thompson, that's somebody else, right? <laughs> yeah. P. Um, P. Craig Russell. Russell. Uh, P. Craig Russell. Um, I would go out on a whim, and even though it's considered superhero, Runaways. I don't think that's off at all. Runaways no. is te- teens, at teens, and it's very emotional. It's and much a lot about of stuff. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, didn't, uh, what about Hein, I mean. God forbid we say something about Heinberg. Young, Young Avengers. Avengers. Young Avengers, great example. I mean, Young literally, Avengers, yeah, yeah. Heinberg wrote for the for the OC. So yeah, yeah that, that's a great that's that's a really good point. What about so, Blue Monday. So and blue, and thank you for reminding. Blue Monday by China Clugston, uh, which is out by Oni. Ron and which, I love books like this, by the way. Yeah, so to- oh, totally. And actually, um, a whole bunch of Jamie S. Rich has been writing stuff for Oni, which I'm just right, been reading. Yeah, you're just reading um, those. Twelve Ways I Love Her, and like. Um, and love the way you love and stuff like that. They're, they've been great. They've blown Check out Andy so. Watson's Oni stuff. Yeah, but that's a little. That's not. That's a little not not, not not hero fights. No, no, not love fights. You mean love um, fights. no and little star. But Andy Watson's is more subtle and it's it's emotional, but I it's not it's not dramatic. You know, it's not okay. like soap opera soap 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 operatic operatic. Wow, that that took a while. That did take a while. But anyway, yeah. So those so those are some recommendations. Ah. I'm glad you're interested in that kind of stuff because I love it, and I honestly I think there's a a lack of those kind of books going mm-hmm. on right now. So if you're a creator, do it. Okay. I'll buy it. Uh, um, time for voicemail. Yay, voicemail. First voicemail comes from Robert. Hi guys, this is Robert in San Jose again. A um, couple things. I have decided that I am no longer going to participate in the Marvel universe. Um, 
they ended in Civil War and the killing of Captain America, and that's that. Um, when uh, comic book writers break faith, I just don't want to put up with that shit anymore. Secondly, I am not buying any comic that can't be put out on a regular basis. If it can't come out on a monthly, or I'll, I, have, I just can't do that anymore. And that eliminates a lot of regular superhero comics anymore. I'll buy trades. I'll keep up with the storylines and finish them off, but yuck, this has been horrible. I am just so depressed. Uh, Ron, read Sandman if you want. Don't if you don't want. No big deal. It's just a way for people like me to get out of reading superhero comics and find another way to find a fantasy adventure uh, without the spandex. Finally, some relief on the whole Sandman issue. Thank <laughs> you. Everyone, listen to, listen to him. Jeez. So, um, so he's done with Marvel. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. They, they don't want you. It is a problem. I mean, it is getting frustrating. I think a lot of people are getting angry about the the chronic lateness. But he said it in his he said it in his own thing that he's just going to buy trades. So okay, so, fun. Okay, just right. change your your habit. I don't. I, 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 there's a lot of fans that get sort of self righteous about stuff, and I'm not accusing you of doing that because Connor and I Connor actually talked about it. He's like, I don't want to buy Marvel stuff anymore. But like, I don't know. The story wasn't bad. I guess yeah. if you don't like, but the if, theme, the thing is, if you don't like it, then you're uh, you're in your rights to stop buying. And, and you know what? I think frankly more. I, on the other side of things, more comic books fans need to stop buying stuff when they don't like it. Yeah, use your dollar. Um, so that's good, but I, you could be missing out on a lot. There's only two companies, and you don't want to go to one. Yeah. What if your favorite guy goes exclusive to Marvel? Like, uh, so um, you're going to go back on your word. Well, that's clearly, exactly. Yeah. yeah clearly, the cap death has touched nerves. Yeah, it's, it's touched so many nerves. Actually, we got inundated with voicemails. Yeah, we this did. Week. We got a ton. So unfortunately, we couldn't play them all. So everybody, we heard you. But really, this next one pretty much sums it up. Hey guys, this is Dave in Denver, driving to work, and I'm listening to NPR, and it just told me that Steve Rogers passed away today, and um, I guess I'm just kind of freaking out. It's uh, I don't know what what, what to do or who else to call, but uh, uh, I just I just need some support at times like these. Dave, Dave, listen to me. This, I'm talking to you. I'm look, I, I would be looking at you in the eye. It's gonna be okay, man. Shh. It's going to be all right. Breathe. Shh. Breathe. There was genuine emotion in that call. I, I know it's hard. I know. Shh. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it's all right. I'm hugging you. <laughs> oh, now it's getting weird. <laughs> no, it's all right. He needs, he needs, he needs support. It's okay. It's okay. It's he's, okay. he's doing the pat with the hug, right, so it's yeah, all exactly. right. Shh. No rubbing? Shh. It's going to be okay. Next, next week, you know, we'll go back to 52. It's fine. Here's another thought. This is Daryl. I'm not really stalking because I'm on the bus. But anyway, that cap, killing cap, it really seems like Marvel is taking everything back to the 90s. And how everything was a gimmick. Everything was, I mean, it went on, that issue went on eBay for $200. A $399 issue, $200. I just really think this is setting a really bad trend. And things are going back to where the '90s was with the collector's market. Later. Wow. Good, yeah. Good one, Daryl. Let it go. Um, I think the difference between this and the '90s is that the speculator market lasted about 20 hours. It was a fun 20 hours. Though. It was. It was a. It was a roller coaster. I. I was like, I really think I should just sell mine to take advantage of these people. And then I talked with Connor. 
Um, and and I was, he's like, you can't. And I was like, why? Well, you have to be above that. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I posted I posted when I found it. I'm sitting there, I'm plugging away on the web, and I look in the Google ads because I'd like to see what comes up. And they're like, Captain America, landmark issue. Click here. I was like, oh, $55? I was like, it came out yesterday. It was two ninety nine. Yeah, but then a day later. The, set, the, yeah. set, the, the apex, I think we saw, was the set of two went for $202. Yep. That was about 12 hours after the book came out. But yep. then if you look the very next day, they're already just... Ghost town on eBay, just the right. glut, glut of Well, because everybody went, well, shit, I can make money, and everybody's wives like, you should put it up there. It was like the comic book equivalent of the PS3 in November. <laughs> so, Remember that? No, when they were all yeah, up yeah. for like three thousand dollars, and like a week later, it was like that. None of you could, you could, couldn't, even, you could buy it at like the reserve. It yeah. was crazy. Yeah. So, so you know, the, 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 the other, the, uh, he, he's making a point about story too, and the, their event based things. Right. And I do believe that there are shades of that happening. I think that the writing is a bajillion times better. I think they learned from their mistakes in yep. the 90s where they're going to do events now, but they're going to make sure they have stories to back them up for the most part. Right. Yeah. I could have done without the Chromium cover. <laughs> but, um, I like the embossed. Yeah, the, I like the, the die cut. That was yeah. really cool. And I really yeah, appreciate the trading card. Yeah, that was yeah, the trading card. It's a good. scary trend, but I, I really do think that, that Casada is trying to toe the line a little bit. Yeah. He's like, I got to do events to get other people in the store because they do need to get more people in the store. Right. If, you know, like I was annoyed that there were a billion people in the store on Friday, but and I would good. be annoyed that the issue sold out. That's great, though. Thank yeah. God. I mean, that's the thing. We also got a lot of voicemails and a lot of people complaining about it getting spoiled on the day. Uh-huh. You know, and, and we talked about it earlier. You know, that's gonna happen. And like when something like this happens, and the, the thing is, it, they're it gonna promote the hell out of it. It wasn't about yeah, it wasn't about the fact that Captain America died. Uh-huh. It was about how he died in the story, and we got a great story out of it. And the thing is, is that if they waited to promote it until after you read it, mm-hmm. they're gonna miss the window. Yeah, and, and, and it would have been sold out. Yeah, people and, people then saw it in the New York Times are gonna come to the store, and the guys be like, oh, I don't have any copies of it. And then yeah. why why promote it then? You right. know what else is great is that uh, God, if there was a title to get people to come read. Yeah. What a great one! Like if somebody's yeah. like, "I really liked this," what can I get? And you hand the people or show them the four Ed Brubaker Captain America. I can't yeah. think of something better. Totally. That that illustrates modern comics or modern superhero comics better than those. You no, know, you know what I found really interesting was that my local store was limiting it one per customer, which I thought was interesting hmm. because hmm. they wanted they wanted everyone to get it. That's good. That's which really is, good. Yeah, that's a growth. Really, yeah, they're, but they're also pissed because they said the, like 11 a.m. the phone rang. So I was like, do you have the issue that Captain America dies? And they had they didn't know yet because oh. they hadn't read the phone. Oh. And so they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so even the comic book store owners got, got it spoiled. So, yeah. But like you couldn't tell from the cover. God, I wonder, I wonder what it would have felt like. Yeah, it would have been yeah. shocking. Yeah. You would have probably heard a yelp from the other room in the, in the work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think, I think a book or two would have been flung, thus <laughs> ruining their resale value. Right. Oh, mine with mine. I stuffed in my bag, so it's already it's already you know screw yeah. that. Yeah. So I don't know. I, but but it's it's, but it's it, it was a tough now. thing. I think. Yeah. I, th- I really feel as if now has a different vibe. I don't feel like this is the nineties. I think Josh made the perfect point. Yeah. The, the story is there. And the, the story cro- and the art is there, and it's not it's not a commodity anymore. It's actually you know it's art well, it's now. a commodity, but they're also yeah. fusing with art. They're yeah. not just they're not. Well, just I mean, Joe's said specifically, like I know him. He said, uh, you know, he's talking he to does, Joe over lunch. He yeah. does alternate covers because they sell. It makes the money. Hello, but this now, is a business. But yeah, now exactly. the stuff behind the covers is worth it. Is yep. worth it, and that's the key. Really, it's important to remember that Casada and, and Palmiotti were the guys who started to take Marvel out of that. Yeah, they, you know, and they're, you know, Casada's in charge now. So take some hope in that. You know, right. DC's going great guns, and yeah, I, we're in a great time right now. It's definitely not the nineties. No. Comic fans tend to take a lot of ownership in the characters in the books. They they, they read them the entire lives. They feel like they're they're, they're they own the books. Yep. they don't own the books. They the people who. Some 
sell the books have to sell the books. Right, and they've got and Marvel has shareholders to. to they have to, to sell as many right. books as they possibly could yeah. sell. They yeah. found fishing poles with Spider-Man likenesses. <laughs> so I think I love the licensing business. I love the. <laughs> I, love the I want to get that cologne so bad. I love how I want to get the cologne. I love how they don't know who to advertise for in the books. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody knows where I can buy the cologne, the Hulk cologne? let me yeah, yeah. or send me Smell it or like something. Beige. Please, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Puny humans. <laughs> but, I want to smell like Wolverine. A combination of stale, just, beer, beer, stale beer and B.O. and cigar. And, just and, sort of like, and mutant. like a wet dog. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I want the Wolverine scent. Dogs been rolling around in yeah, beer. Yeah. Or the Tony Stark scent, which is, I think... It smells like asshole. Um, <laughs> so, so, but I think that what Marvel's found is the best way to sell a lot of books is to combine the crossover the multiple covers with the good story and the good content yeah which I, which honestly I because I, the thing really, is who cares? the thing is I didn't buy I didn't buy the variant cover you don't have to the, buy yeah, all exactly, the covers exactly I know I, the mentality I is you the variant cover but I didn't want but to it was, and it was a one but you didn't buy both the point is you didn't no, buy both no I know I, but I, like variant. Connor was like are you going to get the variant one I was like this isn't the only one he's like no he shows me the epting one I was like oh I like that way better right, yeah and it was a one to one it wasn't even like the yeah. you know, the, the McGinnis was like rare or anything yeah. you know, which is the way to do it you know but the point is people need to break from the mentality that they have to buy all the variants you don't have to therefore you to get angry because you're only buying one comic store. Yeah, exactly. So, so if you want them, you can have them. If right. not, if don't worry about it. So, uh, as you can see, we need your emails and voicemails. Uh, so you can always email us at contact at ifanboy.com or you can leave a voicemail at 888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. Call us with anything you want. Uh, we're still waiting for those relationship questions. Oh, we got a f- yes. yeah, we, we actually got a few of them. Uh, we got somebody who was asking where the show was. Well, the show will come along when we get enough so if relationship you, questions for a whole show, right? So so this is an open call out to if you have relationship, comic book culture, lifestyle questions, Start let us know. Sending them in because we're going to do a special video show. We so badly it. want to do this show, you've no idea. Exactly, and <laughs> and we'll just start making them up. If yeah, if they don't yeah. come in, we will make <laughs> fake ones. <laughs> so as you can tell, there's still a lot more stuff to talk about with uh, Captain America, and the talk is fast and furious over at ifanboy.com. Um, and and uh, over at the revision and all the other three, big stuff. Yeah, all over at the revision three message boards. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff going on at both of those places. Um, Spe- speaking of revision three, you can check out our video podcast, which comes out every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, and you, uh, you can go to ifanboy.com Wednesday at three p.m. ish. It will be posted you Eastern know. time. Eastern time. Or if you're new, you can go back and you can re- watch all the old ones too. Exactly. You can go over to revision three, and you can download the high resolution files of our grinning facade. Yes. Um, our vlog hotness. <laughs> Jesus. I guess we should. I can't believe I lost. (laughs) So, for those of you not in the know, there was a contest on valleywag.com about they're looking for the hottest video bloggers, and somehow I stumbled into the semifinals. (laughs) Now it appears as if I'm stumbling into the finals. So, come to ifanboy.com, there'll be a link. Wait a minute, you beat Pedro? Yeah, I, well, it's not so over dreamy. yet. We don't know yet. I mean, it's that's close. Anything can anything he, can happen. He was close last There's night. a good chance that I might be in the finals next week after you hear the show. So go to ifanboy.com, check it out. There'll be a post. Please go vote. Help me because it, apparently the guy who the other guy who's winning in the he got, he got over a thousand. There are some rumors about some inappropriate voting? bot like voting, uh, um, but I don't know. I don't know. I can't prove anything, so I don't know. So, <laughs> well, it was yeah. a little strange. He went from like three hundred votes to, to like a thousand plus yeah, votes. Exactly. So it might be a futile effort, but who knows? But uh, any it's all for it's all. 
sell for the show, though. Yes. You don't have to think Ron is hot. Nor does it make you gay to <laughs> It doesn't away. make you gay. It's more, basically, the world of Silicon Valley is going to have to recognize the fact that comic book video podcast exists. That's yes. the whole point. Yes, yeah. we're jamming it down their throat. <laughs> so, that, so that we're not the, the, like, and then there's more nerdy stuff. Here's my fanboy. Yeah. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> so, please, your help, your support is, is enjoyable. If you want to support. <laughs> Enjoyable and weird. Yes. <laughs> it's weird for us, too. Don't think it's freaky. Not. Oh, it's very you can weird. go to frapper.com slash ifanboy f-r-a-p-p-r dot com stick your pin in that map and eventually when they make it work again we'll be able to do they, something they, they can make it work it's, it's cool though because I was, I watch yeah. and it plays through the different yeah. people you can see where they are and, and they, they show are. the most recent people and yeah. we're in like the 700s now so yeah, it's, it's really cool, cool. I, 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 it's, yeah. it's neat um, you can also go to myspace.com slash ifanboy or comicspace.com slash ifanboy and you can go to dig.com um, where, and also iTunes and Podcast Alley and Podcast Pickle where you can vote or dig or leave comments or reviews can, yeah. or anything. Dig the podcast. Any sort of any sort of feedback on the podcast, leaving comments, please yeah. leave comments on the iTunes video show. We love comments. Yeah. Um, so you Go to Dig's podcasting section and then yep. you can dig our show and all the episodes too. Leave comments there if as well. that's your so. thing. So we really appreciate it. And also, if you can get the word out, tell your friends. If you read comics, your friends read comics, your local store, um, tell them, not, not even just about us, tell them about podcasts in general. I mean, mm-hmm. be a podcast evangelist I mean there are such great shows out there like uh, Augie's Pipeline and Around Comics and Word Balloon and stuff like that I hope you get the word out it's pretty cool So, and also you can go to iTunes and there's a whole section on comics culture right off the podcast main page um, the folks at Apple really like the comics podcast so it's pretty cool a little something for everybody uh, finally please no if you want to donate <laughs> try, to the show product. <laughs> if you want to try our product <laughs> we feel so secure about our product <laughs> we're willing to accept donations for it at ifanboy.com slash donations uh, where if you if you felt like making a small or large cash infusion into the show we're in no position to say no are you making a money back guarantee um I promise that we will use the show towards the we will use the money towards the production of the show whether or not you will enjoy what eventually comes out is <laughs> not, not something we're not I can liable. guarantee we're not liable <laughs> no. speaking of that though um uh, last week our New York uh, video podcast came out uh, New York Comic Con special oh, definitely. and next week actually this coming Wednesday our WonderCon coverage is gonna, from mm-hmm. San Francisco is going to be coming out it's another so, big one another big one uh, longer than usual so, yeah so um, if, you, if you haven't got a chance to, to go through that and if maybe if you're new and you've come along and you never got a chance to you can see our San Diego video from last year yeah, too, it's, it's in the, it's which is uh, our nascent video uh, podcasting skills but it's, it is a fun time definitely and, and we've survived the first two cons of 2007 barely, barely. Uh, New York and San Francisco Francisco. A big thanks. Uh, Connor and I had a great time in San Francisco, so a big thanks to um, James and the whole gang at Isotope. Yep. And they really the pe- took us in. Yeah. yeah, took us in, made us one of their own, and all the people that came out. That you know, like um, the you parties know, and the, the party. You know, the um, Jeff and the Comic Geek Speak guys were there, yep. and um, and Ryan from Santa Cruz, and yep. like, a whole bunch of whole bunch of people came out, and and people stopped us on the con floor at both cons, and it, yeah. was, it was awesome. That's, so. that's great, and yeah. everyone was cool, and, and we really appreciate it. So. And, and everybody came to the panel too. Yeah, the, uh, exactly. And, and Lini from my Read Comics. Yep. Um, another great podcast She was on the panel with us as well It was a lot of fun So it was very cool so. Apparently she reads comics She does um, It was great Because on the panel she was th- We were talking about you know Doing the show And somebody and she was just like You know I put out a show when I want to When I have something to talk about If I don't have something to talk about I don't put out a show And, I, and we were just like Can we have your life? <laughs> we put these things out weekly <laughs> No but it was fun It was cool so. Yeah it was a lot of fun Awesome. Okay, I'm gonna wrap both of you two yeah. talkers. Up. So, uh, so we'll check in next week when hopefully it's a little calmer of a week um, and less money out of my pocket. I know I would love six we- six books next week. Oh, it'd be great. That would feel good. So, um, until then, I'm Ron. I'm Connor, and I'm Josh. And Cap's dead. <laughs> oh, I spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs>